Welcome to the All-American Canadian Podcast. I'm your host, James. Today's April, what? What's the day? April 15th, 2021. Cloudy day today still. You know, still is good to be out of wintertime. Feels good not to have to work in snow, freezing rain and shit like that. First, I'd like to touch on um, a homeboy of mine that followed me on Instagram recently, uh, Aries, my boy Aries from Niagara Falls. Back in the day, me and this guy grew up together in the 80s when um, hip hop was fairly new. The kid and play era, the high top fade era, MC Hammer, all that shit. This dude put me on to tons of music. I remember us recording um mixtapes and shit off the radio all that man but um he lives in cali now goes by the name uh aristotle he's got some good music out there and uh check this guy out shout out to aries peace my brother minnesota they've been riding uh seems like they've been doing that for about a week now they got all the right to do it Police have been shooting people out there for a couple years now. I remember the first uh, murder I seen out there was the dude named, I think his name is Philando Castillo or something like that. But you see this uh, video that his girlfriend or wife was recording. His kid was in the back seat, and, and the fucking cop just shot the guy in, in the car. I, I, I don't get it with you, with you guys. And I don't even want to start, you know, like have a podcast that's anti-police or anything like that. But I mean, seriously, it really makes you ask the question, what makes people want to be a police officer? Um, I understand that some people want to help their community, but there's other people that are in it for different reasons. And it's scary to say the least that people have such itchy trigger fingers. You just want to kill people. These people have mothers, they have children, and if they're not brandishing a weapon or a knife, if they have a warrant for their arrest for some child support or some traffic tickets, I mean, come on. We can't let these people live. Come on, guys. We could do better than that. Law enforcement, we can do better. The politicians need to do better. The one thing I, I, I ask myself all the time, and I don't think anyone's asking this, is it seems to be that these uh, police officers are incentivized by making arrest, or they're incentivized for making arrest, right? So, of course, these guys are going to be extra aggressive. They're going to be jumping through hoops to arrest people uh, at all costs. And if they don't make the arrest, who knows what could happen? These these uh, law enforcement uh, officials that get promoted to district attorneys or they eventually, they become police chiefs and all this stuff. When you hear these mayors and these politicians running for office and they're bragging about how tough they are on crime, that usually means that they're just running up in the ghetto and extracting our 
our brothers and sisters, our children up out of there and for their own financial gain, basically. Um, I think that's one of the first things that needs to change in law enforcement. If they are to change anything, don't incentivize police officers for making arrests. Don't promote a, a guy because he's got a thousand arrests under his fucking belt. That is just the recipe for problems, major problems in law enforcement. And it seems that that is already happening. And if we're going to change anything, that's definitely the first thing that needs to be changed. Seems that they're loosening up on, on a marijuana thing, which is a great thing because I've been living in Canada for all this time. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It was fucking awesome to be able to walk into a store, pay for weed, get a receipt for it. You know, there's just nothing like it. And I've smoked so much of it now that I'm just, you know, they're right. You know, the more this available, the more bored you will get of it. I've, I've, I've moved on to eating edibles and drinking THC infused drinks at this time. Like that's the type of shit that I'm doing just to save my lungs. So I don't have to smoke all the time. Shout out to uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, recently acquired from for, um, from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he was, I think, bought out by the San Antonio Spurs. He had a pretty damn good career. He used to be the shit when he played for the Portland Trail Blazers. Went to college at Texas University. But uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I guess he had a irregular heartbeat. So he lasted a week with the Brooklyn Nets, and he was looking good, too. He, he was looking really good out there. He could have definitely helped the team. So uh, he announced his retirement, and good luck to you, my brother, on retirement. It seems inevitable that everyone is going to have to get their COVID shot. From what I'm hearing, the Buffalo Bills are not letting anyone into the stadium if you do not have a COVID vaccine. So all these anti-vaxxers out there, um, I mean, even me, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's kind of on the fence with this COVID vaccine thing. I'm a little bit on the fence with it. If I have to get it, I will, because I plan to travel internationally. So if I got to get it, I will. But Bills fans, it looks like you're definitely going to have to have a needle in the arm to go see the Bills. And from what I've seen last year, they're pretty fucking good. So, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, I guess the more people vaccinated could only help, even though the weird thing is the vaccine only is good for six months. So I don't know how to feel about that, having to get a shot every six months. I mean, if you have an animal, your dog, I think, only needs shots once a year. So it's like, damn, can you imagine every six months getting a shot? Like, that's just weird to me. I don't I'm I'm hoping that they figure out a way to make the vaccine last a little bit longer. So it's sort of like a booster shot every five years. But we'll see what they do about that. But uh, I, I know the Bills aren't going to be the only team that does this. Eventually, uh, there's going to be more teams that follow suit. But hey, if it helps to keep the country open and to keep businesses going, I'm all for it. Because right now in Ontario, there's another lockdown. The COVID numbers are going up, I guess. Um, I mean, they've been in the thousands from what I've been seeing. 
But uh, the COVID numbers are going up, I guess, in Toronto. The ICU beds are starting to get full. I mean, what can you say about that shit? I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say. I, I know that there's enough vacant buildings down here that they can make a ton of makeshift hospitals because as a delivery guy, I've been to fucking homeless shelters that were once hotels. So if they could do that for the homeless, they can definitely pull something off and turn some of these abandoned supermarkets, some of these abandoned buildings into ICU rooms and they don't have to overwhelm the hospitals. Uh, I don't know how doctors would feel about that, but I'm guessing you become a doctor to help people. So, hey, man, lend a helping hand and help all these COVID patients out so we can hopefully prevent these lockdowns and keep these damn schools open. My kids are 100% remote again. My daughter is in kindergarten and remote learning in fucking kindergarten is, is just the worst thing for me. I hate it. I prefer for her to be interacting with other kids, interacting with her teachers, developing a routine of going to bed early, waking up early and leaving the house. You know, I I feel that gives children drive and these lockdowns and shutting the schools down. It definitely affects the kids. My son's in ninth grade and it's definitely had an effect on him because He's new to the school, first of all. So anytime you're new to a school is a culture shock. And on top of that is a pandemic. So he's going, he was going uh, to school for like, like three days a week for two hours a day. No, little interaction with any of the kids, the mask. They don't even send them with papers home. They won't even send papers home. And honestly... I don't think you get COVID from a fucking piece of paper. So schools, you got to stop that. Send some papers home. Send some literature home so I can see it, read it. They're not sending enough emails. The only emails I get from his school is that there's been another COVID case at his school or something like that. It's, it's crazy. Pay the teachers more money and open the schools up and, and teach our damn kids because this is ridiculous. That is another reason why I'm considering moving to Florida, because come on, can we just get some freedom here? Can we get a little bit more freedom? You know what I'm saying? I haven't been in a gym in almost a year, two years, maybe. However long this COVID thing's been is the last time I've been in a gym. And these gyms haven't lowered their rates. Um, You have to make an appointment now to go to the gym down here in Ontario. And when you do go to the gym, you got to work out with your mask, which is cool. That makes sense. I see that um, in the States and shit. So that makes sense. But the fact that you got to make an appointment to go to the gym and pay the same price, it's 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 ridiculous. Because the thing I used to like about the gym, it was 24 hours. I could wake up at 5 in the morning and go knock my workout out. And I got the rest of my day to look forward to. Now the gyms don't open till damn near like, like 7 o'clock. And you got to make an appointment you're not going to be able to get that appointment. So the quality of being able to go to the gym has definitely decreased and I won't be paying until they change that. 
the cost of living of Toronto, uh, GTA, Durham region, all this, it seems to be just skyrocketing. I mean, I, I constantly, I'm seeing all the construction, I'm seeing condos going up, and that's downtown Toronto. Where I'm at, um, it's probably, it's about 20 minutes away from Toronto. So our home prices are going up. I'd say the minimum home price for where I live is probably $700,000. And that's for uh, like a townhouse type thing, which is connected to other houses. Basically a glorified projects. If you're from Niagara Falls, it's basically a glorified Unity Park, Jordan Gardens, Mount Eagle Ridge, et cetera, et cetera. Packard Court, you name it. It's basically like paying $700,000 to fucking buy an apartment in Unity Park is what these guys are charging to live. $40,000 down payment and the wage that they're paying people. When you look on Indeed and you see people hiring um, hiring warehouse workers for 18, 16 bucks an hour. And I'm like, you are just forcing motherfuckers into poverty. Um, even a job I'm doing is truck driving thing. I mean, damn, 40,000 a year. That's what that is. It's, it's almost like they are forcing the middle class straight into poverty. You have to find a way. You got to find a way to, um, to, to not, fall for that shit. You got to find a way not to fall into that. And how can I find a way? How can I do it? That's why I'm looking into the IT field. Because when I see the computer industry, I see these guys working remotely. I see these guys getting the respect salary-wise that they deserve. And that's something that I'm seeing now that I'm, I'm totally interested in. And, you know, I'm, I'm, currently in YouTube University for that. I mean, I'm watching videos all the time. I'm, I'm about to order books. I'm, I'm just going to absorb as much information as possible. So when I finally get an opportunity to get an interview, I know what the hell I'm doing. And um, I'm definitely trying to cross over into the computer industry. You know, uh, being 40 years old, basically, I grew up in the computer age. I've seen all this shit happen. I've seen the iPhone, I've seen the, the, the phone go from a flip phone to a smartphone. I've seen it. I, I've seen the iPad uh, come about. I've, I grew up with all of this shit. With uh, XBMC, which is now Cody, me burning uh, DVDs, me burning DVDs and having to watch them to now me being able to stream any movie I want. Having to burn music from LimeWire and shit onto a, a blank CD to now being able to just go on my phone and just download music like that. I mean, technology is amazing. And I f feel uh, confident enough that um, the knowledge that I have, I can add to that. And I could get a job in this field. I know I can do it. And I'm confident. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, increasing my salary. It's all about the kids. It's all about my wife. It's all about me. It's all about our future. And I'm all for it. I want the smoke. I want all the smoke. And um, I look forward to the challenge of um, being more successful in life. I seen a disturbing video yesterday of this military veteran guy. Um, 
looks like one of those fucking marine hard asses, just big dude, jacked, bald-headed white guy. This happened in the South, South Carolina to be exact, but it's just a disturbing video. Again, another video that they started filming in the middle, which I hate because you don't get the whole story of what happened, you know, but regardless, if this gentleman, this this black uh, gentleman that he was talking to, I don't know how old he was exactly. I'd say his range is from 16 to 18 years old, could be 19, but he's clearly bigger than this guy. The black dude has got a pair of shorts on. He's just a regular guy. No weapons, nothing like that. But you just see this fucking intimidating white guy just trying to bully this kid. And the the kid's telling him, hey, I, I live in this area. And they're like, where do you live? Where do you live? Like, bro, a guy living in Canada looking at this one to bring my kids back to the States and you know, my my son, he's a lighter complexion, but he's still black enough that a motherfucker can say, oh, yeah, he's black. You know what I'm saying? And him seeing this online and me telling him, hey, I want to move to the States. I want to bring you here. And him seeing people acting like this, it it's uh, scary. You know what I'm saying? It's scary for me as a parent. I'm sure it's scared for all scary for all black people. I mean, any minority that has to send their kid out and and worry about them possibly bumping into someone like this. I mean, this is how Trayvon Martin was murdered, but no one was recording Trayvon Martin and it was dark. My only advice to kids, if you encounter someone who is clearly racist, someone that is clearly stalking you or, or whatever, if you're in a situation that you're you're in a neighborhood that you feel you belong and someone is harassing you. I mean, yes, you can take it upon yourself and argue with the person, but you know what? Don't even do that. Call your parents, call your parents immediately and tell them where you're at. Tell them that someone's doing this to you. Better yet, call the police. And I know usually when we call the police, it doesn't work out well. But you know what? If you call the police and tell him, listen, I'm a kid. Someone is harassing me. This is where I'm at. I'm unarmed. Please, sir, come help. The police pop up. Hey, stay calm. Tell the gentleman what happened. Tell the cops what happened. Tell them your address. Tell them that you live in the area. Tell them, please, sir, call call my parents. And hopefully you can resolve it in a safe manner. You don't have to worry about this. Okay, you don't have to worry about guys like that. From what I've heard, the internet has made this guy famous, and I don't know exactly what Article 15 is. I heard Article 15 being thrown around, but this gentleman does not belong in the service. He does not deserve people saying thank you for your service. He is the prime example of the kind of people that we just don't want to be affiliated with being military veterans. I don't care how many tours you've done in Iraq. I don't care. You're a piece of crap. All you.